This is Tom Bernard. Can't get enough of sports talk with Phil Mackey and Judd Zolgad? Tune in to the new Tom Bernard Show podcast Monday through Friday as Phil and Judd join me to discuss the latest sports headlines and whatever else comes to mind. Just download the Tom Bernard Show app wherever you get your podcasts or visit TomBernardShow.com. It's another way to get more from me and Judd talking sports and having fun with Tom, and it's all at your fingertips. Download the Tom Bernard Show app now and join the conversation. You're listening to a Score North podcast right now, and if you're a business owner, so are your customers. In fact, I could be talking about your business right now, telling the tens of thousands of loyal fans about you and sending them to your business. Find out how you can partner with your favorite Score North podcast. Visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Fill out the form, and we'll get in touch with you quickly. Once Phil, Judd, Declan, or others start talking about your company, you'll be amazed at how many fans start showing up. So visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. All right, we got uh, so Patrick is up early. He's grinding at the Star Tribune, so we've got him via phone here this morning. Uh, we got to talk about Wolves and LeBron, Pat. But I was just doing some digging for uh, the Purple Props edition of Purple Daily. The Vikings at Soldier Field are four and sixteen this century, and five and fifteen against the spread. <laughs> And they've been beaten by quarterbacks like Mitch Trubisky and Chase Daniel. So what kind of chance do you give the Vikings, even though they are uh, almost a touchdown favorite on Monday? And the uh, Bears, uh, we don't even know how many of those mediocre Bears are going to play. What do they got, seven guys not playing already? So they got half their teams got COVID. This would be a very impressive loss if they could figure out a way to lose to them. Boy, you may, you you name two of the better quarterbacks to ever defeat them, though. There's a there's a whole litany of anonymous guys who might have won five games total in their uh, NFL careers who have beaten them. They have had incredibly lousy performances, but I just don't see that happening. Uh, I think the Bears are pretty much uh, no Nagy's gone. They don't have a lot of their players. They're probably more worried about COVID than they are winning the game. But who knows if uh, they, uh, you know, they, they, to me, the first sign was when Khalil Mack a month ago decided to have surgery instead of stick around for the death march to the finish for that team. And when that starts happening, Teams have pretty well given up, so I, I can't see them losing, but you go down there and turn it over a couple of times, who knows? Yeah, I forgot about the Jim Miller game on September 8th, <laughs> 2002, a 27-23 come-from-behind victory over uh, Dante Culpepper and company. Yes, but there's, uh, what's the name of the one guy that, he was a younger quarterback that came. Uh, Hutch- there's name. a Hutchinson in there somewhere. Hutchinson, Chad Hutchinson. Chad Hutchinson. I don't think he started ten games in the league. I would be very shocked if he did. <laughs> he was kind of a big arm guy that uh, was, uh, you know, not really a, a, a qualified football player. But they lost that one. When was Chad? When was Chad defeated? When was that one? I don't know. I'm I'm, I'm sifting through the Rex Grossman era here. I'm trying <laughs> yeah. to find the trying to find oh, the Rex chat. Oh, there it is. There it is. Uh, December fifth. Wow, look at this. It's almost uh, 17 years to the day here. December fifth, 2004. It was a 24-14 win by the Bears, and Chad Hutchinson went 18 for 30, 213 yards, three touchdowns, and no interceptions. <laughs> and that was Culpepper's great year too. That's when Culpepper was the 
could have been the MVP of the league, and they still managed to only score 14 points in Soldier Field against and get beat by Chad Hutchinson. So, yes, there's no doubt that they have had more ignominious defeats in uh, Chicago than any other place because the Bears really haven't been that good in this whole century. So, uh, uh, yes, but this I still think this would be a noble defeat, don't you, <laughs> with the Bears having all the problems they have. Uh, and I, I think they're like out of running backs, and uh, it's, uh, it, it's a mess down there. It would be hard to lose. But you know what? I was flipping channels last night uh, at during the nightly during the local news trying to get a sportscast, and I saw an interview with Kirk, and one of those happy, gee whiz, golly gee interviews of his. Oh, it just he just makes my skin crawl when he's doing those things. I can't stand that the the gee whiz Kirk guy. Uh, you know, drives me nuts. I got a, I got a. How did you, how how did you feel when uh, they, they lose to the Lions and, you know, Kirk Cousins? I can't remember if we talked about this, but he's going around shaking hands and congratulating all the Lions players and, uh, and giving them half hugs. Or would you rather have seen the Tom Brady just, well, first of all, Brady doesn't lose that game, but the Brady exit into the, the tunnel. Would you rather have seen that? Well, Tommy Kramer ripped him on Twitter, and so did I. So uh, that was uh, that was a, a tie there. That drove me crazy. The Lions couldn't get away from him. They were trying to celebrate themselves. They couldn't get away from Kirk. Happy Kirk, the loser. Uh, yeah, that one drove me nuts. But he, he, his, his gee whiz interviews just, oh, Kirk, come on. You're an adult. You're 35 years old. Act like an adult for God's sake. I think it's I think it's funny that he's he's starting to clap back at the media now too in these press conferences. Like he likes to pick on uh, Chris Thomason from the Pioneer Press. Yes, I think T- Thomason asked him whatever. I think it was after the Lions loss. Yeah. Did you feel like you guys need to win out in order to make the playoffs? And he just claps back. Well, what do you think? You know, you, well, you've done the math. You know, what do you, what do you think? And I don't know. He just he's got a weird personality. Yeah. I love Thomason, though, because he, he disturbs them all. He'll say anything. <laughs> He'll throw a hand grenade right in the middle of an interview. I love it. He's a beauty. Uh, he's, a, he's you know, causes probably a lot of interviews to come to an end there, and he drives them crazy by all accounts. But that's good. Every team needs one of those guys, don't you think, to stir them up a little bit? Yes, they totally do. Pat, we, we uh, Phil and Judd and ourselves caught quite the fire with the idea that if Pete Carroll – could be the next head coach of the Minnesota Vikings. Carroll, obviously 70 years old. If the Vikes moved on from Zim and the Seahawks moved on for Pete Carroll, what would be your gut reaction if the Vikings made Pete Carroll their next head coach? Uh, it, uh, my gut reaction would be, and and I got a lot of gut here to have a reaction <laughs> with, uh, my gut reaction would be no chance it's happening. Pete is done. Uh, it's uh it's a 40-year-old guy. The P.J. Fleck has a better chance to be the next Viking coach than Pete Carroll. Yeah. I, I, would, uh, I would say somebody of that uh, ilk would be their next coach. It could be a 40-year-old guy, maybe not, maybe not an over-the-top college coach. I think Urban Meyer might have ended the college <laughs> coach's hiring for, for a, a long time. But, uh, the, uh, yeah, I, I, I can't see it happening. But uh, Sid would rise from the grave to come back and cover that because, of <laughs> course, when when Denny got fired, 
Sid interrupted the press conference to scream at Roger Hedrick for not hiring Pete Carroll as Denny sat there as the second African-American coach in NFL history. Am I right? The second ever, I believe. I think so. And, I think so. And Denny, and Denny had to sit there and listen to Sid rant about how he was told they were going to hire Pete Carroll. So uh, he would be very happy to see Pete get the job. But I think running up at, when you know what we've discovered? When you don't really have great talent running up down the sidelines, being a cheerleader doesn't really work. And that's, that was, that was Pete's number one strength, both to Southern Cal and with the Seahawks. You know what the deal breaker is going to be when his agent's negotiating uh, some sort of Fox TV contract and, and they get to the end of the contract. And now uh, your client is not allowed to chew gum on the TV set. Is that going to be a deal breaker problem? Like, uh, yeah. Oh. He, he, he does enjoy that. That's for sure. So but, you're uh, uh, no, all right. He's got no chance. All right. So you're uh, you're covering uh, LeBron and like three teammates who don't have COVID against the Timberwolves tonight, Pat. LeBron James, 37 years old. He's putting up like 25, 30 points a game, and uh, and he's and he's once again doing it with I don't know a half baked roster that he by the way pushed he pushed for all these old guys to be teammates with him, and now he's battling to stay above 500. But uh, well, Wolves uh, versus LeBron. They moved the game back too to nine ten. So I'm I'm really more just writing a LeBron piece about. Uh, you know, it's funny. I was looking back, man. Uh, you know, the the year there, and when he was a younger player, and he kind of quit in that series uh, on the Cavs. He was he was pouting, and that remember he had the moment where the kid dunked on him, and they went and ran around the video. Boy, has he uh, has he matured into a. Uh, a very honorable uh, figure in the NBA. There's no doubt about it. I also looked it up. You know, Michael sat out for, what, three years uh, and then came back with Washington and, and was okay. But LeBron, when this season ended, will have played 300 more games than Michael Jordan. You know, he started off, of course, as an 18-year-old kid. It's incredible uh, that uh, the amount of games he's played, I think, is – I think his playoff games are almost a hundred. Assuming the Lakers have some playoff games, he will he will have played a hundred more playoff games than uh, Michael Jordan. Um, among all the things that are phenomenal about him, you know, he's had a couple of injuries in the last uh, few years, but a couple of years. But uh, his durability is unbelievable. I think he was thirty four and he led the league in minutes. Uh, he's, he's been, uh, he's been incredible. And that to me would be a hard, you know, a, a harder body to keep flexible, right? I mean, he's a huge man, but, uh, you know, six foot nine and he shows up and plays all the time and pretty good guy as far as raising money for the youth of America too, and things like that. Uh, I was talking to Sam Mitchell last night, and he just uh, he just was uh, you know some of the things we gave LeBron heat about, like the decision, which we all thought was just really over the top. I'd forgotten that he gave five million dollars to the Boys and Girls Club off that. Yeah. So uh, you know, isn't that amazing? That's kind of there's like three borderline like bad weird things he's ever done in 20 years and that's one of them and he donated millions to charity <laughs> yeah and uh it's uh you know it's 
it's hard to, you know, with the, all the loose cannons that the NBA has, and certainly a guy like Durant, who's a fabulous player, and not that bad a guy, but, I mean, much more sensitive about it. <laughs> the guy's creating burner accounts and stuff on Twitter and uh, and much more worried about uh, those type of things than LeBron is. I think he kind of does his thing, and... Uh, but it, it, it's a phenomenal, it's going to be a phenomenal thing what the league does when he, I mean, we, we take his presence as just a given, right, every year. And this yeah. has been going on since 04. And what's, what, what's it going to feel like when the league doesn't have him anymore? You know, it's going to be a, it's going to be a different place, that's for sure. Well, how long did it take? I mean, well, Jordan retired in 98, then you know, came back with the Wizards, not the same player, but it, it, I feel like it took, I mean, Kobe was on the rise, but it took five or six years before then LeBron came in. So I, there's probably going to be a similar four or five year period where, all right, who wants it? I mean, Anthony Edwards might be, I mean, I know that it's far-fetched because he yeah. plays for the Timberwolves, but, you know, but there's going to be an opening once LeBron retires for, all right, who who wants it? Who's going to be the... The person, not just the player, but the personality. Like Tim Duncan was the player, but he yes. wasn't the personality. And then LeBron had to come in and, and be both. Yeah, well, it was uh, it was uh, you know Jordan and it, it, it was Magic and Bird, and then it was Jordan, and uh, now it's this guy, and it is going to be interesting to see who's the you know. It can't be Kyrie Irving because he's from another planet. You know, I mean, guys like that. There's the league is full of those kind of guys that are really talented, but they can't they can't carry the mantle of uh, he shows up and fills the arena, right? So, Pat, what do you think uh, Anthony Edwards will do for a performance against LeBron James and the Lakers here this evening? Uh, you know, with the Lakers having, you know, they got guys playing you never heard of uh, if, if they got. Five guys missing from COVID, and they're certainly old and not invincible for sure. Uh, I think the the Wolves will probably show up and play pretty well tonight. Uh, they all of a sudden they were terrible. They were as bad as any basketball team I've ever seen when I saw them a week ago. And then they go out and beat Portland, who's not very good. But then they beat Denver, bloody. So I don't know. Maybe they're back. Maybe they found it again. Yeah. Uh, well, and Edward, all right. And jo- Edward, when Edwards makes, what was it, eight threes or ten? Ten threes? Uh, ten. It was ten, and you know they're up by twenty, and he's just pulling up from like thirty feet <laughs> <laughs> on the on the backups. <laughs> yeah, he, he couldn't do that last week when I went to write this ode to him as being this uh, <laughs> this this character and this great personality. Then he goes out and he's a minus thirty two <laughs> oh. against Cleveland. Uh, by the way, you see Cleveland, they're still, they keep beating the hell out of everybody. They're good. Mm-hmm. I know. Did you see though? So the, 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 the Timberwolves starting five. So the, you know, the, the three main guys and then uh, Vanderbilt and Pat Beverly when they're healthy. So I haven't compared this to the entire rest of the league, but the Timberwolves starting five per 100 possessions is a, is a, is a plus 50 points on average per 100 possessions. Yeah, the Warriors, the Warriors starting five is a plus eight. Now the Warriors have a much deeper team, and they have better combinations. Once you know you get past those five, but it, I mean it's legitimately one of the best five player combinations in the entire league. They just can't be on the court together because they're always hurt. 
You know, are we going to have to, and this will be hard for me because I think he's a nut job, but are we going to have to admit that they're better when D'Lo plays, they're a hell of a lot better and that he's he's an yeah. asset, not a liability, and for $30 million, he probably should be. But uh, I think we we love to pick on him because he didn't guard anybody. But he, he's even trying to guard somebody. He's not real good at it, but uh, – uh, I, you know, they need him. They, they were awful when he didn't play. They need him. That's for sure. Yep. No, he's definitely, I mean, he has, we it, don't even call him no D anymore. Like we were calling. Him last year, <laughs> <Yeah>. so. <laughs> and they, they need his shooting too. They need him to make some, you know, who's terrible. Beasley. He's giving them nothing and they're paying him $60 million contract. That was an yeah. idiotic thing to do. He can shoot, but he's I think he's your classic eighteen points per game on a losing team guy, right? Yep. You know, and and when he has to make shots for you down the stretch, he has not been making them. He's you know, he's three for nine usually on his threes, right? If he's gonna come off the bench and make that kind of money, the only you know, he's gonna shoot forty percent on his threes or damn near forty percent, doesn't he? And he's not close yeah. to that, I don't think. So No. No. Plus, well, plus all right. I, I still don't uh, trust him. <laughs> yeah, pull well, what do you mean? The, the, the parade of homes. I think he's, yeah, uh, right. I think he's just, he's know, just a greeter. He's just a greeter. You know, welcome to my neighborhood, everybody. <laughs> yeah, that was, uh, that was probably of all the goofy things Gerson did, and he did some really good things, was uh, as far as on the court, was uh, signing this guy, giving that, guy the contract i just i i don't i couldn't figure that one out you know there's a there's another guy it's too bad uh they also have the problem with teams not guarding vanderbilt which uh makes can make things uh difficult for cat we'll see how that's handled in the long run but uh uh you know vanderbilt can't make a shot which kind of hurts them a little bit but they got to have him out there defend and play rebound they need one more big man. They need a center. But so yeah, if they could, if, if, on, on the if wing, they could somehow they, get like a Miles Turner or somebody, it would be without 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 giving up, without giving up anything of substance. But that's not how it always works. No, no, it's not. You see who their big scorer is for the Iowa Wolves? Canyon uh, Barry. Oh, really? Rick Barry's grandson, I believe it is. Is he shooting underhand uh, free throws? <laughs> I don't know, but he'd be smart if he is. The old man only made about 93%. People might have laughed at him, but they all went in. Yeah, I can't believe no one – they tried to get Shaq to do that in, like, the late 90s or early 2000s. He's like, no, nah, I'd rather shoot 32%, oh. but look like a man. Yeah, <laughs> okay. that's exactly right. They would. Wilt tried it for a while, you know, and then I think he lost his dignity and wouldn't do it anymore. <laughs> <laughs> My father, when I had a court in the backyard, would always come out. And, you know, when he came out, it was for a three free throw contest. And he would shoot him underhand and beat me every time. Because yeah, I would. But he looked shoot, like a wuss. Even in, even in 1959 in Fulda, I would shoot him underhand. You know? so I had to have my dignity, too, even though I only made. 65% or something. Well, when Wilt Chamberlain started shooting underhanded free throws and getting rejected by women at the club after those games, he's like, all right. No, I'm, uh, <laughs> yeah, right. That's true. Going back. That's true. 
You might be seven one and have big feet, but I don't want anything to do with you because you shoot your free you shoot your free throws underhand. I don't want anything to do with you. So. Oh, amazing! All right, Pat, we'll talk. Uh, we'll talk next week. All right, gentlemen. Yep. All right, that's uh, wrapping with Royce here, Mackie and Judd, and the Scornarth YouTube channel. This holiday, whether you're making a Baker's Simple Truth Turkey for 40 or a Murray's Baked Brie for two, Baker's has fast, fresh delivery and free pickup, so you can make holiday meals that bring you all together to create memories that last. Baker's, fresh for everyone. Free pickup on orders of $35 or more. Restrictions may apply. Get more ways to save at the Buy 5 or More Save $1 each sale. Just buy five or more participating items and save a dollar each with card. Baker's, fresh for everyone.